Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of the Todd Herman Show. They call me the Emerald City Exile. The ROI would audit the spending, like every other organization on Earth of that size. But when you have a Pentagon that can't seem to find $2 trillion, why would they ever allow themselves to be audited? Check out the Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. But every year, as you know, the uh, the NDAA has some provisions uh, we support and some we do not. And what the president's going to do is he's going to judge uh, judge this piece of legislation, this bill, uh, on its entirety uh, when that occurs. Again, there's a process moving. There's a process that's happening. And so we're going to let that happen uh, in Congress. I will note, uh, just to be very, very clear here, what we saw, what, uh, what we think happened here is uh, Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather, uh, rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them. And we believe that it is a mistake. What we hmm. They just don't want to protect our troops the way that we protected them at the Hamid Karzai International Airport, um, you know, like that, or the way that we protected them, you know, in those languishing in uh, Russia. Um, that's how, golly, that's uh, Karine Jean-Pierre just a little bit ago. Welcome to the program. Dana Lash with you. Top of our third hour here. And... That's her answer to the question that someone asked uh, the Press of Ale yesterday evening about the military mandate and the it, that's in NDAA, how the mandate for military as it relates to the vaccine requirement for the Rona is there. They dropped it so far out of the current iteration of this. And it looks like I mean, the House passed it. Now, what happens with the Senate? We'll see, but they. This looks like it's going to happen. I mean, he's. I don't think that anybody's going to. I. I just don't see that this is. I. I don't see how that because it seems pretty bipartisan at this point. At least, it was in the House. Uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says he wants to keep it in place to protect the health of the troops from. But how does it protect the health of the troops? I mean, has anybody asked him that? How does it protect the health of the troops because it's an injection that doesn't prevent transmission. And it's essentially the way that everyone describes it. It sounds like it's just a therapeutic. And I thought therapeutics were bad because that's what we were told from our government for two years, that therapeutics, anything from ivermectin used to treat symptoms to anything else, we were told that therapeutics were bad. In fact, the left was so against them, not, I mean, most, many people on the left, that they they made up a story that people who wanted to take therapeutics were insisting that they resolved the virus and cured the virus, which no one ever said because it's a virus. It was all only ever about treating the symptoms. So I'm just confused. And they know it's a therapeutic, but they refuse to call it a therapeutic. And they keep clinging to this asinine idea that getting this injection is going to prevent transmission when it doesn't, particularly after studies have come out showing that the people who have been hospitalized now predominantly are people who have been double vaxxed, boosted, whatever. To say nothing about, you know, the free myocarditis that comes with every, could potentially come with every shot. And blood clots. Yeah, t- clots, everything else. I mean, they... When you go to your doctor's office, um, I mean, they've been telling, I mean, they, they, they tell women that if you've had the injection that you have to put off your mammogram. 
like for I can't remember a couple of months you get you have to wait to get your mammogram and remember all of the women that were noticing issues with their menstrual cycles and they were all told to shut up mm-hmm all of them were told to shut up about it and don't worry about it and don't ask questions about it and don't ask questions about any kind of delays in mammograms due to the injection. Well, now uh, a lot of people are owed answers a lot and apologies. So they need to scrap this. This is dumb. This is it's just it doesn't make any sense to do this. It's all performative at this point. It's performative. They, they want to keep it on the burner as a potential emergency like Texas, for instance. Texas still has I was looking at this. Uh, the Republic of Texas, they still have what they call the Corona virus emergency. I was looking at some of this. It came in. Um, it was a Texas scorecard. So because Texas still has what they um, they call it the. Uh, what is it? The emergency, the emergency actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as a result of that, when you they're able, the state is able to do things that they um, are you are are typically um, they're able to do. They're able to do things. and They have greater power at their uh, at their fingertips than normal because of the power that they're giving themselves. It is an issue. And so why do we have any state that still has like these emergencies? Especially when you look at um, the, you know, hospitalization and people who the vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera. I'm looking this thing up because uh, I, I just don't know why. We, I just don't even know why we still have it, why we still even have this up, why we still have uh, any kind of emergency, uh, anything still in effect. Doesn't make any sense. Now. This, with the with the mandates, I liked what Youngkin was doing. He was reimbursing people who didn't who got fined for not you know for any kind of coronavirus fines. He was reimbursing people, and uh, he had also given people like refunds for unspent coronavirus, you know the coronavirus relief. That's smart. I wish other states would do things like this because I think that's incredibly smart. I also hope that this stays out, that in, that this mandate, this mandate is is nixed at this point for everybody, but particularly military. There's just there's there's no scientific justification at this point. I mean, they keep saying, well, it keeps them safe. Have any of them actually talked about what that means? What is what do you mean? It keeps them safe. Here's this thing I had. Uh, this is from the yeah, Texas scorecard. 1,000 days in Texas of COVID emergency. And it was first declared on March 13th, 2020. State of emergency over COVID. Now, the emergency declaration means that, you know, by declaring something like this, any single thing that is ordered, whether it's the when they had the mask mandate, when they were forcing people to lock down, when they were preventing entities from just running their businesses how they wanted to and without any kind of influence at all from the state legislature that emergency executive order steps around any kind of legislative action so you don't have to have input from state legislature with us why do you why do we even have this declaration why is this still out here 
I mean, I understand because at the time the governor had said that having this state of disaster is he had said it's a key component of these efforts because it allows the state to effectively serve the people without hindrance or delay. I I get that. Um, it was supposed to expire after 30 days. It's been a thousand days now. And we're in Texas is only one of 11 states that still have the quote unquote COVID emergency in effect. So why do we still have this? And there were one of the things that scorecard noted, too, is that the Republican Party of Texas last year, the legislature failed to pass restrictions on the practice of overreach and refused to even vote to end the emergency orders themselves. Well, hell, with Republicans like that, why do you even need Democrats? And on November 18th, there was an uh, Abbott issued an extension of the 30 day order. Why? Now, it's, it's set to expire uh, in 10 days. Is he is let's reach out to the governor's office and let's see if he's going to sign if and see if we can get a statement or have him on to talk about if we're going to have if he's going to sign another extension and explain why. Because I, I would like an answer, especially since the legislature has kind of been you know sidelined on it. I would like I'd like to answer from the guy. I, I don't dislike the governor. I just I just want an answer because I'm you know, it's been a thousand days. Come on. And I think we're, you know, having these discussions about mandates and everything else. I mean, it's time. Don't you think so? I mean, what's the emergency, especially when they've uh, all these studies are coming out showing that the majority of people being hospitalized now are those who've already had the vaccine, quote unquote vaccine. Hmm. There was one state rep, Brian Harrison out of Waxahachie, who said they're going to he's going to file legislation to stop the extensions without input from legislature. Yeah, I don't think that you should be like two years on still able to issue extensions without any input from the state legislature. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see kel reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other kel weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. Where does the radical left's beliefs on sex and gender come from? Pastor Alan Jackson explains We had a sexual revolution, and then we implement birth control which was going to eliminate unwanted pregnancy. There would be no unwanted pregnancies. There would be no abortion. Immorality doesn't, that's not how that plays. The further we came from a biblical view of sexuality, the higher the abortion rates come. Let's put it this way. They wanted orgasms without responsibility. Subscribe to Culture and Christianity, an Alan Jackson podcast on your favorite podcast app. 
much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin has issued an executive order directing state agencies to report the uh, fines and suspensions related to coronavirus. He said he's ending all future fines and restrictions in his budget plan, and it's going to also include a reimbursement process for people who paid what he says were unjust fees. So if he if and it looks like it'll probably stick because uh, I, I mean, they control everything in Virginia Republicans now. But they said that if uh, if there were you paid a covid violation when this passes, then you get a reimbursement for that. You paid a fine for it. That is awesome. That is so. Uh, hi, Greg Abbott. Can I do that in Texas? That would be great. That would be great. The, the, if, if Every Republican governor should be on board with us. Every Republican governor should be ripping off Glenn Youngkin right now and doing this. Every one. Every governor should, but particularly if you're Republican. AOC is under a House ethics investigation. But you know what? Nothing's going to happen because D, different. That's right. Apparently, they are looking as to whether or not, this is according to a press release, uh, this was uh, actually came in from June. There, it, it's the tickets that she got to the Met Gala, which I did not realize. I mean, you have to pay like twenty five thousand dollars a ticket for that thing, and that has to be viewed as an in kind contribution. All of if you're in Congress, you have to add all that stuff up, and apparently she didn't, and so that's why there's an investigation. I get it because they'd be going after everybody else. This is so gross. We talked about this yesterday. I'm keeping it in headlines because I'll talk for an hour about this. What did we have a discussion about yesterday? The self-service checkouts. Guys and gals, the self-service checkouts, according to a new study, are literally covered in feces. Not making this up. Self-service checkouts, according to a new survey, it's the... Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine. Is that like a spe- like tropical, like as opposed to regular? They said that self-service checkouts are often covered in harmful bacteria, much of which is fecal matter. They said scientists swabbed 19 items people touch every day, and they were actually shocked about what they found with the self-service checkout. I hate touching buttons that other people touch. You have to see me in public. That's the one thing I still have not totally gotten over, even with coronavirus, because coronavirus made me to be less of a germaphobe out of spite. But the touching of the buttons is the one thing that I can't do. I just, you know, I have, I struggle. All right. Uh, also, a man dressed as the Grinch assaults a man in a reindeer costume at the company Christmas party in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, they said that thirty, they were thirty years old. One was a Grinch, one was a reindeer. They fought at Hotel Indigo, and they had a punch at. They were punching each other, and it was of course liquor, and uh, they were they were in trouble. Stick with us. American girl is accused of stripping away innocence with a book that teaches girls to change gender. 
Yeah, the American Girl doll brand. It's a doll. It's called the Smart Girl's Guide to Body Image. And it, the parents are saying it's deceptive and dangerous. It's penned by resident American Girl author Mel Hammond. And they talk about gender joy. Oh, my. How you dress is your gender expression. Oh, boy. And they said uh, they said being transgender is not an illness. Uh, they talk about non-binary and trans. So they push this. And, oh, boy. And they quote that jazz. The guy became a girl and did a show on cable. I don't remember. And they're pushing this without... Wow. And the author of the book the book's resident writer has she puts her she's one of the i'm going to put my pronouns up and all this other stuff um why is this a can't you just go back to making damn dolls why do you got to do this stop with the with the fake science this is not even science stop this is just brainwashing talking about and then they use the term cisgender which i think is a sexist slur it is. It's not. I, I don't think it, it is. So I just acknowledge that it's a sexist slur. Man, this. It, so now you got to apparently rethink uh, American Girl. You used to, they used to be one of the safe things, right? The American Girl brand. Did you ever do the American Girl stuff, Kane? You, had a, you have a daughter. Did you ever do the American? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I've seen it. Cabbage I- Pats. Cabbage Patch Kids were big in my I've day. seen it. My daughter wasn't big on dolls necessarily, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I don't have any experience. I just thought it's creepy to get a doll that looked like you. I didn't like that. I never wanted to do that. Like I have friends who had daughters, and they they but their girl their girls would get dolls that looked just like them, and they would wear the same. It's weird. It was creepy. I'm like that just seems weird. I've seen horror films that start out like this or include stuff like this. Like Chucky is one, right? That's Chucky was basically a my buddy. It came out about the same time. Remember that? My buddy, my buddy and me, my buddy, my buddy. And it was weird. And it had the dead face. It was just a weird doll. It was a whole weird thing. But yeah, everybody loved my buddy. Man, my buddy was so big. You remember that? Girls were wanting my buddies. Yeah, they had Cabbage Patch Kids, those ugly dolls with yarn hair. And they literally were so ugly. They grew up from the dirt in a garden. Y'all remember the Cabbage Patch Kids? <laughs> garbage Pail Kids were where it's at, man. That's where it's at. Woof. Uh, I saw this thing. One quick thing. Uh, Jackie Chan confirms Rush Hour 4 is in the works. I retweeted this story because uh, back just last year in Variety, Jackie Chan declared that he, quote, wants to be a communi- Chinese Communist Party member. And he has long engaged and supported propaganda efforts for the Chinese Communist Party. And he declared his admiration for the party at a symposium last year organized by the China Film Association to study and implement the spirit of a keynote speech delivered by Xi Jinping. And he says, he said at the symposium, quote, I'm very lucky to be a Chinese person. I'm very jealous that you all are party members. I just think the Chinese Communist Party is so magnificent. I want to be a party member, end quote. So remember that when you start seeing Rush Hour 4 stuff. Advertising. I know. Yeah, I don't watch this. I don't watch. We don't watch him in our house. 
Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Oh, man. So I have one story. I almost don't want to read this, but I'm going to because it's a headline. A Florida man broke into a home and killed the family puppy with a machete. Alexander Delgado. He's been charged with aggravated cruelty to animals with a weapon. It was a break-in on Thursday of last week. He entered the premises through an unlocked living room door, helped himself to food, took a hat, and then he uh, uh, saw their puppy and he stabbed it with a machete and left it near the crate that it was in. I want this guy to meet a John Wick so bad. I would donate to the commissary of any kind of John Wickish inmate. I'm just saying. Just because man alive, this is infuri. I think that that I mean that to me is that's some. I I'm hoping know. for prison justice. Yeah, prison justice sometimes is true justice. Yeah. Got to got to be real. Sometimes you don't get the justice, and that's it. Sometimes the prison justice is a true justice. Got to say. All right, I got to leave that story there because I'm going to get mad. Uh, all right, this because we got more uh, a. Mo- this okay so this is a biker he apparently was in a motorcycle club and he got in trouble and he decided to flee and guess what his race away from the police ended because he literally ran out of gas <laughs> he's with the outlaws robert wilson charged with two felony counts of possession of a vehicle with altered vehicle id numbers and uh flagger county he's been locked up and yeah, he actually he got after they chased him down. He didn't he wasn't he didn't resist with violence or anything after that. But um, yeah, that he got in trouble. And he's uh, he's got uh, January pre-trial hearing. Good heavens! He ran out of gas. His 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 uh, effort to elude was interrupted because he literally ran out of gas. Like you just you know he had been looking at that fuel gauge, going, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" Right, stay with us. We got third hour coming up. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. God rest Rush. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. The ROI would audit, this is Marjorie Taylor Greene's bill, would audit the spending, like every other organization on earth of that size. But when you have a Pentagon that can't seem to find $2 trillion, why would they ever allow themselves to be audited? Check out the Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year, and some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.